Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. I'm your host, Rachel Coombs-Renwick, and we are on Discussions on Concussions podcast. I have one of my favorite podcast guests, Beth Arts Ives. Welcome back, Beth. Thank you for having me. Happy 2021. This is going to be a good year. We need to keep saying that so that it'll be a good year. Mm-hmm. We got this. Today, I'm so excited because we are talking about healing your holiday headaches. Yes. So much happens with the holidays and whether it's you're beating all these year-end deadlines at work mm-hmm. or you're scrambling to get all the food you need or gifts mm-hmm. you need and you're bouncing back and forth. Mm-hmm. all the holiday plans it's a lot and if you suffer from post-concussion syndrome or migraines anything along that nature it can be a lot mm-hmm. more on you than than just the average person so mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about how you bounce back from that mm-hmm. because it has been said that those with post-concussion syndrome really have awful Januaries by pushing mm-hmm. themselves too much in December and it's hard because that's around the time where you're with a lot of family and friends and they might not understand what you're going through because again it's an invisible disability and you just want to have fun and be a part of everybody and not feel like you're holding anybody back during the holidays so you push yourself way too much and I know I am guilty Mm -hmm. I did that Christmas 2019 and suffered from so many migraines during the holidays that January was awful for me last year, a migraine a day. And this year, COVID uh, definitely impacted not having too many plans and having some more virtual plans and things. But I I still had to be more self-aware because Mm -hmm. it's so easy to get caught up into that. And of course, because it's it's the holidays. It's fun and mm-hmm. magical, and it's something to look forward to, especially after a very crappy year. <laughs> yeah, I think that this is so fitting because, as you said, there can be a, a grieving period when you want to do those normal things with your family and friends, especially if you're going back for the holidays with people who don't see you on a daily basis and don't see what your pain and experience is on, on a daily situation. It can be kind of grieving of like, oh, I wish I could do that. Like, I wish I didn't have to think twice about planning my day and pacing myself. Um, and that January thing, right? Everyone's starting resolutions. Everyone's trying to new year, new me. Um, and we sometimes start off on a harder foot in January, already a couple steps behind because we're yeah. still trying to recover for December, right? <laughs> exactly. That's such a great point. And that's why Beth and I would like to um, give some tips out for mm-hmm. everybody listening today. And our first one is pacing yourself. Yeah. So it, as Beth said, you know, there's mm-hmm. the typical like, oh, new year, new me, or all the new year's resolutions. You could write down a billion things, especially mm-hmm. if you're feeling so discouraged mm-hmm. from how you're feeling mentally or physically. And with having a year like we did for 2020, mm-hmm. everyone was excited for a fresh new start yeah. that you can put way too much on your plate. Yeah. 
And that's when things get worse when you're like, okay, well, it's January 1st. I'm going to do all of this and I'm, I'm going to get better. And if you don't properly pace that out and say, mm-hmm. oh, you know what, today I'll do this, maybe a couple weeks I'll do this, or even putting them into months. If you have yeah. goals, whether it's your physical recovery, your mental recovery, you need to really space it out or else yeah. it becomes, w- again, way too much. So that would be the first thing. And Beth told me earlier today, which is really exciting, a cool new app that she's using that Mm -hmm. the minute she told me about it, I was like, I have to download this. So Beth, how about you describe the app to our listeners? Yeah, so I've started using the Migraine Buddy app is what it's called. So um, it looks like a free subscription for the first couple of weeks and then it's paid afterwards. Um, but honestly, it's been such a help for me to be able to track my pain. Um, I was talking to my husband about it and he's like, you're in pain every day, but it's hard to see the nuance of it, of, okay, what day was a little bit better? What was maybe the precursor or the antecedent or the cause of it? And so just being able to track it um, includes, you know, your pain, but also all of your other post-concussion symptoms. Um, What did you do that helped medication and non-medical? And then how long did it kind of last for? And it's just, it's given me a lot of power back to see, okay, you know what? I actually had a couple days that weren't bad. Oh, you know, that one day was particularly hard for me. What maybe was going on the day before? It's just like this power that comes from being able to inform yourself and and see it. Oh, I love that. Like that is just so cool because again, like there's so many different little things other than just, oh, I had a migraine that day. Or like for me, when I'm describing my pain to doctors, Mm -hmm. I'm saying like, oh, yeah, I'm used to a constant headache like every day. That's just like a normal for me. Um, But it's really like the migraines that I'm trying to be mindful of tracking. But then Mm -hmm. they're like, well, what do those feel like? What are your other symptoms? What like do you have aura with it? Where is it Mm -hmm. resonating from? Or like what are those headaches feeling like when you just have the headaches? And because of my forgetfulness, I'm not able to really be like, oh, well, these are the other symptoms I was feeling that day Mm -hmm. with it. I can, in general, like maybe remember when I had the big Mm -hmm. episodes. And I remember in the fall, I started doing my tracking system with the different colored stickers from green to yellow to orange Mm -hmm. to red, just as a simple way because I would get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with writing things out in a journal too much every day and it would also kind of feel discouraging if it would wipe me out for like trying to write that Mm -hmm. down and think of things for 30 minutes but looking at this Mm -hmm. app I'm like oh I could just click this and that and actually pinpoint Mm -hmm. versus think what else is going Mm -hmm. on the fact that there's prompts there and as you said you can also add other symptoms which is really helpful for post-concussion syndrome like man we should have got a sponsorship for this, like some kind of ad, because I swear we don't, everybody. But this, this sounds amazing. My green buddy, come get us. Discussions on concussions. Rachel and Beth would like to be uh, an ambassador. But it's true, right? Exactly what you said. And, and I think the goal of today's podcast is setting you up for success, right? And so 
journaling out all of your symptoms and having that tough moment with yourself to be like, crap, this is going on three or four days straight of such elevated. Um, that can be, it can be upsetting. It can be frustrating. You can want to avoid it then as a result. So I like that it's user-friendly and we're setting ourselves up for success. We're like, okay, we're going to log into the app. It's going to take me three minutes to fill this in and then I can keep going. I love that. Oh, can't wait to get started on it. And so our second point that we discussed is when you're in January, it is a good idea to maybe cut back on some things that you might have indulged a lot around the holidays. Because, of course, there's there's fun mm -hmm. drinks, you know, Christmas cocktails and lots of sweets or fried foods. It can be a very heavy month. And although it's, of course, fun to indulge in that, it's, it is the holidays, you don't want to feel guilty about it, it can impact your body and where you need to be at for your recovery. For instance, you know, alcohol can be a, a huge trigger for migraines. Like, I know I can't enjoy a glass of wine like I used to anymore. And so in January, for me, I decided I'm going to go 75 days without mm -hmm. alcohol and see where I'm at and, and how I feel. And even though during my recovery of my past concussion over the three mm -hmm. past three years, I've tried to decrease that as much mm -hmm. as I could, um, I still wanted to see the difference of just going 75 days straight mm -hmm. without it, not just like the odd weekend mm -hmm. here or there. And I've already noticed a difference two weeks in and maybe that'll work for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe that won't, maybe that's not your preference. It's whatever's up to you. But instead of getting into the mentality that it's a new year, you need to cut out a ton yeah. of things. You need to be on a healthy diet that can become very yeah, toxic. We're not here for that. <laughs> and no, we're not here for that at all. So maybe just pick just one thing just to make your body feel mentally a little lighter, not as a weight loss goal or anything of that nature, but just to make a difference on your head, whether it's sugar, cutting back, not even necessarily cutting it all out. Maybe you had a lot of sweets, so you just want to feel that cleanse of, you know, I'm not eating five Christmas cookies a day <laughs> for a week and that's helping my migraines or, or fried foods. Maybe you had to do a lot of takeout because you were busy. maybe try going two weeks without that. So anything that you feel is best for you without making it feel like a heavy burden of trying to cut out a ton of things and only eat vegetables and, and lean meats, right? There's, it's so toxic, the, the mm -hmm. diet world out there, everything that's projected at us in a new year. And it's nothing to feel ashamed about. It's just, for your head recovery, what do you think one thing you could lessen to feel that difference and track it too? Because maybe it doesn't make that much mm -hmm. of a difference or maybe you feel a lot better. Maybe you have more energy or the migraines aren't flaring up as much. Yeah. So that's something that I've personally been doing and it's a great help because I definitely didn't want to pass up on some Christmas yeah. cocktails, but... <laughs> Now that I'm not indulging in that sense, it, it definitely 
makes a difference. Yeah, well, I think that's such a great point because the blessing and the curse of post-concussion syndrome and chronic illnesses of really any kind is we're still learning and there's a trial and error. There's a guessing and testing. And so the, the strength of that is it gives us power to take control of some of these things and to try them out and see if it makes a difference. Um, I know caffeine is a big one for me that I've tried to be really intentional about. And I think now when I have a little bit, it probably has more of an impact on my migraines than before. Um, But the thing I was thinking when you were sharing that is it's okay to try things that you might have tried three years ago, two years ago, a year ago that didn't make a difference that now might, right? You might be managing other symptoms, be taking care of yourself in other ways. And now cutting back on something, cutting something out really might make a big difference. Um, So it's okay to try things that you might have tried before that might not have worked. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I know a couple years ago, I tried that with alcohol and it I didn't feel that much of a difference. But this year I tried it and it was a huge difference. Maybe it's another factor or something else. But, you know, you just you have to try and and see what works for you because it doesn't hurt to just try whatever could help your recovery or your day-to-day process. Um, I always say to the my team mm-hmm. of helpers with my recovery is like, I'm down for anything. Like any suggestion, yeah. I will try it. Whatever will make me feel better. Yeah, exactly. And and taking that back for yourself. And like you said, it can be hard for us to just do one thing and kind of like isolate it. And because we want to try all the things, right? Yeah. We do anything to kind of feel better or see an improvement in our symptoms but it's kind of taking that deep breath to be like okay which one makes the most sense to start with and how can I kind of commit yeah. to it implement it and give it a shot take some data collect some information see if it does the trick mm-hmm. and then try the next thing yeah exactly and then going into one of our last mm-hmm. points is very simple one Um, Again, goes with the whole fact that there's that pressure anywhere you can see on social media, online Mm -hmm. of, oh, it's a new year, you know, lose weight, get fit. My advice is to just ignore that and (laughs) focus on doing something that'll make your body feel good, whether it's mentally or physically, whether it's stretching going out and getting some fresh air, especially now that in Ontario we have another Mm. lockdown, going for a walk can be great for your mind and for your Mm. body and just encouraging yourself to move. It doesn't mean, oh, I have to do, you know, a 30 minute hit workout every day. No, like just say, did I, did I stretch today? Did I go outside and get some air today? Just those little reminders that make such a difference. Instead of getting hard on myself being like, did I try to do a workout or anything now? Instead, I'm like, well, did I stretch? Even five minutes of getting on my yoga mat and stretching in a way that could help my Mm -hmm. neck pain or my head, anything like that. It's, It's better to just do five minutes of something for you there than to overwhelm mm-hmm. yourself and then have a setback because that's a big thing. You want to be cautious and aware when it comes to fitness and your post-concussion recovery or mm-hmm. migraines of biting off way too much that you yeah. can chew. Yeah, I 
think it comes back to, like you said, listening to your human, listening to your body. Um, sometimes we're forced to listen really uh, attentively to our bodies because as you said, doctors are asking us questions. Our teams are wanting to know, how did you respond to this? Did you feel better after that? Um, and so sometimes we can become hyper aware of all of those things, but we also wanna just check in on ourselves you know, after stretching, did that feel good? Awesome. Uh, if I go for, I'm laughing because I'm guilty of this. If I go for a 5k run and I'm like, I'm going to do this. I haven't ran in a while, but I'm going to do this. Yeah. But if I have a raging migraine for three days afterwards, that's not beneficial. That's not helping me out. No. Um, so that like <laughs> listening to your body, what feels good. Um, it can be hard, especially for some of us that are type A, give it our all. <laughs> so you're in good company if you struggle with moderation also, but um, yep. it's another thing that we can kind of do for ourselves, right? Yeah, and that's huge. Like you saying going for the run and then having like a three-day migraine, like I have battled that so much where if I'm feeling good one day, I'm like, well, I'm feeling good. You know what? I could totally handle going for a run or doing this or that and then it just comes back to bite me and that's when I realized I've it's taken me three years since this my last concussion to finally realize like if I want to feel better that I have to pace myself yeah the important part of recovery is just going one step at a time and it drove me nuts the yeah. first couple times because I was like comparing this concussion to past concussions being like well I should be better at this point or like last time it didn't take me this long and I've now been like take a deep breath this is not like the other ones if you want it to feel better you're going to have to go at a different pace and coming yeah. to terms with that has made such an improvement and then it's a hard pill to swallow but yeah. when you do it it's it's totally worth it. And that's when I'm, mm -hmm. I'm feeling better already because I'm doing it right and taking better care of myself. So yeah. January can be, again, very toxic with what you see out there. Of mm -hmm. It gives you this moment of like, yeah, I, I want to take on the world. I want to do these things again. And that's when you can just crash. And you don't want that. You don't want to go back into little mm. migraine black hole and have go into the year of like a month of migraines like I did last year you, you want to avoid that as much as you can yeah and I think what you highlighted and I know we both you know been journeying or dealing with these things is first of all comparison right yeah. it's so easy to compare yourself to your peers and your family and friends mm -hmm. who don't have to kind of think of all of these different factors. It's frustrating. It can be annoying at times when it's like, it would be so nice to just not have to think about how many points do I have today? How yeah. many activities can I do? What feels manageable? Sometimes even comparing ourselves to us of six months ago, oh, this time last year, you know what? I could do all of these things and I can't. Comparison can be so hard. And so I think we're saying like, try and liberate yourself a little bit from it. Um, and the other thing I was thinking is acceptance, right? You basically saying accepting where you're at, accepting your diagnosis, and then 
working with it. I know I struggled with it. You said it took you three years. I feel like I'm still trying to accept this thing that um, I I joke to my therapist. I'm like, but what if I don't want to? Like, what if I don't want to accept this? Um, Which, and that's okay too. So if you're still not, if listeners still aren't ready to accept what's going on, that's okay too. We see you. We, we see the benefits of getting there. Um, but we're not always good at it either. Are we Rachel? No, <laughs> no, no, we're, we're really all in this together. And again, yeah. that's why I love slowly building up this community where if, if you know someone or yourself, you're dealing with chronic migraines or post-concussion syndrome mm-hmm. and sort of hard brain recovery of an invisible disability it's like it is so nice and so comforting to hear other people still struggling with it and Mm -hmm. it's motivational to hear things like the other day I was with my chiropractor and Mm -hmm. he said that um his another one of his post-concussion patients Mm -hmm. came to him earlier that day and said, I haven't had a headache in two weeks to my treatment and like actually pacing myself and following along. And I went, oh my goodness, you tell that girl, she is my goals. Yeah, that is the goal. Amazing. I'm like, I don't know this girl at all, but Mm. she is inspiring. Like you tell her that. So it's just so great to connect and and comfort each other in the load and understand that, but then also praise each other for like those small moments that sound bizarre to someone who doesn't yeah. suffer from it. Like you didn't have a headache for two weeks. Like, okay. So, but for us, it's like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> and we can hopefully get there. I feel like we did a virtual high five when we were like, yeah, yeah. I've had a couple of days. Like yeah. we, we need to, Yeah marvel in in those small wins for ourselves and yeah. the times when we can't do it just for ourselves who's that community who's your team who's your village who are your your friends your comrades in this weird community that we're a part of yeah exactly well beth i know you have an exciting way to wrap up this mm-hmm. this lovely podcast um so take it away Yeah. So um, as some listeners know, I'm a registered social worker. So when I don't have my fragile noggin hat on, (laughs) I have my social worker hat on. Um, And so there's an acronym that I use with my clients that really applies to everyone. And um, the original one that I adapted it from is NEST or NEST. And we kind of use it in the postpartum community. Um, But the acronym that I kind of expanded to make was nesting. And so I'll walk um, listeners through what that is. And it's just like a compassionate, non-judgmental way to check in with yourself to say, okay, how are these feeling today? Where do I need to be a bit more intentional? Where do I have room for improvement? Um, And it's that control, that power. How do we take it back? So the first one is N for nutrition. So just checking in, how many meals a day am I getting? Sometimes when we don't eat enough, that can really trigger our symptoms. Um, You know, that includes hydration. Rachel and I both have our giant (laughs) water bottles with us of like, oh, I got to drink this. Um, that's, That's a huge one too. All of those great things you're talking about, cutting back or 
you know, eliminating, all of those fall under there. The next one, E, is for exercise. So um, all in moderation, whatever's feeling good, stretching, yoga, walks, you know, if, if more exercise helps for you, that's great. Just checking in with yourself what feels good. Yeah. Um, S is sleep. I think for, for those of us with post-concussion syndrome, we need more sleep than yeah. the average person sometimes, right? And there's sometimes a stigma around like, oh, you know, everyone needs eight hours. And I'm like, I need nine. Like this brain of mine, I need nine. And it might feel silly, but that's what my human needs. Yeah. So prioritizing that. No judgment. We are the nap queens over here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, it's like we have a slow charger and everyone else has brand new chargers. And ours just takes a little bit longer to get there. Yeah. Exactly. So building in those breaks, resting during the day if need be, um, being okay with whatever that number of hours is that you need for your noggin. Mm -hmm. Um, T is time alone. And so that might look different for different folks. But how much quiet time do you need? No matter how introverted or extroverted you might be, um, we're working on slower chargers or less spoons or less points some days. And we have to check in with ourselves and say, can I handle watching this episode of Netflix? Is that going to be too much for me? Mm -hmm. Can I handle this phone call with a friend? Um, And giving yourself that permission to do what you need. Um, Yeah. And then I as interactions, we know that community, being with folks, um, talking to our supports is important. So making sure that you build that in and whatever way feels comfortable and manageable for you. Um, And as for nature, which is what, you know, you were talking about with your dogs, getting outside, whatever that looks like. If it's just going out for a couple minutes, breath of fresh air, um, it's it's kind of good for us. It can be a good grounding element. Absolutely. And then, yeah, the last one is G for guidance. And so that might mean going to your team of, you know, chiro, naturopath, physio, massage, those all file under guidance because they have guidance that they can impart with you. Um, for me, therapy is a huge one for me to just talk out all of these things, yeah. to normalize my experience, to get that validation. Um and letting in, you know, those people in your in your supports um, to give you that loving when you need it. So one more time, it's nesting, nutrition, exercise, sleep, time alone, interactions, nature, and guidance. Lovely. <laughs> we all need to do some nesting. Yes. Nesting Nest- 2021. <laughs> yes. I am all for that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Beth. I hope that everyone who has been able to listen to this episode has find it, found it valuable. And, you know, even if you don't suffer from post-concussion or, or anything, it's it's great to still listen and, and get that understanding and that perspective of, oh, I have a friend or a family member I know that deals with these things. And I never would have thought that it can be more challenging for them during the mm-hmm. holidays and more challenging for them to bounce into a new year. So, you know, check in with your friends, check in with your family, especially since, you know, in Ontario, we're dealing with a lockdown. It's dreary mm-hmm. month. You know, that's, that's just 
make sure that that we really check in on those people that we love and and see how they're doing and make sure that they're not pushing themselves too much because we we want to show that we understand and we respect everyone's uh, different recovery times. So that's that's really important. That's the last piece of advice that I would like to give today. So thank you again, Beth, for joining us. Thank you for having me. A pleasure as always. I can't wait to have you on again. <laughs> Beth is just our discussions on concussions treasure, our very first podcast. And then now our very first podcast in the new year. So <laughs> I just realized that very, very spot on. So thank you again, Beth. And everyone remember to rest that head of yours. <laughs>